and welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. Round 13 and our first buy round of 2022 is done and dusted. How are we feeling about it? Personally, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Made quite a few places and I didn't have that many players out. How about you? Yeah, actually, I picked up a few extra to have an extra couple of numbers. So I only ended up going with 13, unfortunately, but... I was hoping to have around 14 or 15, but a few injuries and a few people selected for Origin didn't really help. Um, picked up about 3,000 places, so it got, gained up a bit of bit of rank. Not a lot, but yeah, it's good to be closer to the top than it is, yeah, you know, outside of 10. How many yeah. trades have you got left now? Not enough. Um, I'm sitting at 11 at the moment, which is rough. I got um, 14. I used all four trades last week, which yeah. I didn't want to do, but yeah, I did. But look, that's okay. less said about that, the better. Let's uh, look forward to the next uh, next buy round. And for that, let's uh, go through this week's team list and see what uh, good value we can look for. Yeah, definitely. So we're going to do it a little bit differently this week um, than we normally do just to save a bit of time. But to start off, just assume that everyone who played Origin will be playing this weekend. Um, they've all been named either as starting or in the reserves, but everyone is there. Um, if you don't normally listen to our late mail show, this will probably be the, first, the week to pick it up. Because um, I think a lot will probably happen on Wednesday night. So tune into the Late Mail Show where we can talk about any potential changes that might happen to the teams last minute. Um, but for this week, some notable ins and some notable outs. So Jaden Campbell from the Titans will be out for about two months due to a hamstring injury, which means Paul Turner will be coming into the side. Ezra Mann for the Broncos will be holding a spot even with Reynolds returning this week, but Gamble may be out due to an injury. Jake Avarillo will be holding his spot in fullback with Dufty being named amongst the reserves. Micah Sivo will be returning to the wing for Parramatta. And then finally, Kurt Mang and Just Curran are returning via the bench for their respective teams. How are we feeling about all those? Yeah, so each of those changes kind of comes in in their own merit. So for for Jaden Campbell being out, that's very unlucky. He was a bit of a buy-around pod and was looking pretty good until he did pick up that hamstring injury. Um, Paul Turner coming in is a bit of a bit of a odd uh, player to go for just because Sexton does a lot of the kicking, so I'm not sure what kind of scores Turner's going to pick up. So for Ezra Mam as well, coming in for the Broncos. Well, not coming in. He's held his spot, but Gamble... Look, Gamble was has an injury and he was obviously going to be playing six. I'm not sure if I would definitely pick up Mam this week because there is a chance that, you know, Gamble only has a bit of tightness this week and he comes back in next week. So um, I think he's a bit awkward to go for. He's, you know, he's back over a 300 K and he's looking for like, he's going to get a bit of a price rise as Ramam um, this week, but he might not even play next week. So it's a bit, it's, it's a bit of a risky one. You can go for it. You don't have to go for it, but it, there's an option there. I would much be, I'd feel much safer going Reynolds this week. Um, if you can afford to go up that high. Jake Avarillo is also another one that is a bit awkward to go for just because of the fact that Dufty is also named amongst the reserves. So Avarillo, yes, if he does play fullback, he did look quite good uh, last round, but he needs to hold that spot. Otherwise, he's really in no value to us at, at center. So another risky one to go for there, but definitely a cheap one that's a good option. Uh, Mike Acevo coming back is another uh, pretty interesting one as well. He could come back with a bang, but the likeliness of him coming straight back into first grade and you know picking up big scores is... Quite unlikely, although he is the most senior winger at the at the at the Eels at the moment, so uh, there is a possibility there. But also another risky one. And Kurt Mann and Josh Curran coming back via the bench is just good news in general. It means that they're probably not going to get huge minutes, drop a bit of cash, and then they might be a, a decent pickup in a couple of rounds' time. So um, hopefully they don't come back and re-injure themselves, and they just you know play a few minutes and lose a bit of cash. Oh, Love that famous last words there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
So that about wraps that up for this week. So obviously a little bit shorter than we normally do, but that is because we've decided to focus a little bit more this week on the questions. Um, obviously this week there's going to be a lot of changes and it's time to start making some more difficult decisions as we're kind of reaching the midway point of the season. So we think this will be a really good time for us just going into a little bit more depth and detail with some of the questions that have been asked. So our first question is from Bill. He says, is Burton okay as a keeper half or only at centre? Uh, he's, he's okay. Like you said, he's okay as a keeper half. He's not a premium half option though. So, um, if you think of your premium halves, you think of your Clearies, your DCEs, your, even Reynolds is getting close to it. You know, Munster's up there as well. Um, they're probably your premiums, but Burton is getting close to that, but he's probably a step down from your premiums. So much more of a keeper center than a keeper half, but if you need him in the halves, that's fair enough. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, Next question, should we play the named origin players? Yeah, this is one you're going to have to play by ear a little bit. So uh, because origin's on Wednesday, there's no Thursday night game. So the first game's on Friday. So we'll be putting out our late mail show on Thursday just to cover all the, you know, all the little things that might have happened through origin, any injuries that might be carried over and what that might have um, an impact on the weekend's games. Uh, but I think you're going to see more of an impact on the the Friday and possibly the Saturday games. So a lot of the Cowboys players, especially, you know, guys like, um, you know, Cotter and Nanai, they're probably going to have a bit more of an impact, you know, rather than your your Sunday games where you've got um, oh, Sunday or Monday games, really, where you've got players like your, your Madison's, um, even maybe Hines from Sunday. You know, there's there's players there that you know, should play. Um, you're just going to have to play it um, game by game and just see how they go. I wouldn't be relying... If you have a lot of those Cowboys players or even, you know, Rabbitohs players, I'd be a bit worried about that. Um, then you might need to make sure you have a bit more coverage for those positions. But if you've got players that are more from, especially from Penrith, Sharks, Parramatta, I think you should be okay to make it through to those games. Amazing. Nathan asks, thoughts on a backup hooker for Starling, Braley or Havili? Yeah, so Saliva Havili actually looks like a decent option. He's definitely a lot more expensive now than he once was. You know, he, he started, you know, sub 300k and now he's at about mid 400s, but he's kind of ticking along nicely in price rises. Um, Starling is an obvious sell um, this week. He His break-even's too high. Ricky's not giving him the minutes. Wolford seems like the top hooker at the Raiders, which is, I don't understand that, but okay. Um yeah, look, Braley's also okay, but he's not your premium ones. I think at this stage of the season, you should be looking at your your top guns because um, everyone's running short on trades. So you should be looking at getting players that you're going to stick with for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, and Sharks do play the round 17 buy, so Braley doesn't look too bad either. Yeah, but he's a bit inconsistent, um, Braley. I would kind of look at Marnie. He's kind of looking like he's a bit more solid mm-hmm. now, but he's sitting up at 700k as well. So... Yeah, you, you, for hookers, you're going to be paying a bit out of pocket, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Jet asks, is Cotter a keep? Cotter is a keeper, yes. I wouldn't be looking to trade Cotter at this point, no. Awesome. So Max then asks, is Matto or Cook a better pickup? Madison or Cook? Uh, I've got a feeling Cook with uh, Mamuzelis named amongst the bench. He's probably going to get a bit of a rest this week because he'll be playing Origin I don't see him playing big minutes, so he actually might lose a bit of cash over the next couple of weeks, especially if he only plays, you know, 50 to 60 minutes and then the bench hooker comes on, especially because they're only playing the Titans. I don't see them, well, I don't see them having too much trouble, but you never know with the Rabbitohs these days. Um, yeah, I think Cook's not going to get huge minutes, so I don't expect him to get a huge score unless he scores some tries or something or gets some attacking stats. So, um, 
yeah, I wouldn't be looking too closely to Cook. So, yeah, I think probably Madison is the better pickup. He's coming off the bench. He most likely won't get huge minutes, but he'll be more used as an impact player. So I expect him to play pretty much his normal role on Monday against the Dogs. Fantastic, which actually also answers his other question, which is how many minutes is Cook expected to play this week? So you've kind of covered yeah, two yeah. guys in one stone there. Probably, he's probably expected to play 50 to 60, but, you know, it depends how the game goes. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Nathan asks, is Ezra Mam a pickup? Which I think we've kind of already spoken about a little bit before. But. Yeah, so it, the problem with Mam this week, um, the injury surrounding Tyson Gamble is so vague. They don't provide any specifics around what length and what kind of lower leg injury it is it could be it could be anything from oh he's got a bit of a cut to his his legs broken so we have no idea what the go is there with Tyson Gamble because if he's fit most likely he's named at six the problem is Ezra Mam is not a six he is a an outright seven he is a halfback I he's not going to get any of the kick meters that he would have got when Reynolds was out he's not going to do as much of the ball playing he's mainly there as just kind of getting experience and being a bit of a running half I don't see how he he picks up a lot of the base stats, but his break-even's in the negatives. He still will make cash this week. I just don't see him long-term being a good pickup, just with the risk of Tyson Gamble there, because when Gamble plays, he is a huge player for the Broncos. It was like last year when they didn't have Reynolds. When Gamble was playing, he brought a lot of energy to the squad, and I think that's what he's there for. So I think Gamble will be picked over Mam if he's fit. Mm-hmm. So Charlie asks, is Harris a good pickup this week? Uh, I'm assuming you're going to mean Tohu Harris. So he had a bit of a rough round 13. Most people actually picked him up for the round 13 buy because he was he seemed like the obvious buy. Had a really rough game. The Warriors' first half was absolutely atrocious. Um, yeah, look, I think he is a buy. I'm just worried about what Curran's impact on Harris is going to be. Most likely Curran will come in and play lock and Harris and Aitken will play 80 minutes on an edge each. Um, but that's yet to be seen, especially with, you know, Nathan Brown now departing from the Warriors and Stacey Jones taking over. They might change things up. I have no idea. Look, I think he is a decent buyer. He's only 650K and he's a proven gun if he gets 80 minutes and um, stays on the field, which is the main thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's an okay buy, but there is a bit of risk there. Amazing. Um, Jason has three questions. Right so on. the first one is, is May a sell? Uh, I'm assuming you mean Taylor May. Um, I would say no. Taylor May, he's he's a top winger fullback at the moment. Um, or center. The fact that he's a center winger fullback is even better. So, yeah, he's a hold. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Cody Ramsey? Oh, Ramsey. Okay. Um, his last two games before the bye, he played the Warriors and the Dogs and had two big games. He's coming up against the Cowboys this week who have a stellar defense and he's not likely to hold that spot, especially with Tyrell Sloan around the team and even Moses Embi being an option there. I think the last two games were a bit of an outlier for him. He got some attacking stats against two, you know, not great defensively team, not great defense teams. So, um, yeah, I don't think he's a long-term buy, no. But he will make a bit of cash this week. I'm sure he'll score like a 20 or something unless he scores, you know, tries. And to wrap up the three questions, which is the best 17 buy out of Mitch Moses, Reed Mahoney, and McInnes? Oh, best round 17 buy. Um, Para actually has a pretty good run over the next couple of weeks. I think they've got the Dogs this week. They've got the Warriors in there and the Tigers. So they actually don't have too bad of a run. Um, I like Mahoney as a bit of a buy. Just the fact that he's a bit cheaper than he once was and he's kind of picking up 
his stats a bit. I think he had 59 tackles in the game before the buy round. So he's, you know, he's getting back to the usual base stats that he gets. He just needs to get a few more attacking stats to get up to his normal scores, uh, similar to last year. Um, but I think Mitch Moses at just under 700K looks great value, to be honest. He gets all the base stats for Para. The only time he ever gets a bad score is if Para just plays terribly, which is, you know, most of the time it's half his fault anyway. But <laughs> yeah, that's just the way it is uh, with um, halfbacks, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think Moses is a pretty good buy. Mahoney's a pretty good buy, but McInnes will get you all the base stats. He plays 60 minutes, gets plenty of tackles, plenty of meters. So um, yeah, I guess it depends who you like more, the Sharks or Parramatta. You pick your pick your side that way. Okay, so next question is, what will be the pickup of the round? Pickup of the round? Oh, there's not really a pickup of the round. There is definitely a drop of the round, and it's definitely Starling. Um, that ties into the next question, which is <laughs> Starling time to go. Yeah, so. <laughs> so Starling, yes, it's time to go. Um, pickup of the round, I haven't really looked too much into it. There is a few players that obviously look really, really enticing. Yeah, I think if you if you didn't get Xavier Savage for the round 13 buy, I mean, he's looking pretty good at a negative 10 break even, so he'll still have that role for the next three to four weeks, depending on how much longer CNK's out for. But other than that, I'd say maybe Avarillo, but he needs to also hold his spot at fullback for the Dogs. Look, they've tried Dufty for the first half of the year. It hasn't worked. Avarillo actually looked good on the weekend and looked yeah. a bit more dynamic. So, And he could actually defend. He can make a tackle. So I would say... Avarillo, but Avarillo and Savage, but Avarillo at a pinch just because I'm not sure if he's going to, you know, hold that spot. So, yeah, make of that what you will. Yeah. Um, next question is Max King or Lolo? Uh, so Max King, now that he's playing at lock, he's playing more minutes, and because he's playing down the middle, he's getting a lot more base stats. Lolo is so cheap, though, this week. So if you don't feel like you're getting burnt... So if you had Lolo and you traded him when he had that, you know, couple of bad scores, shame on you. You shouldn't do that in the first <laughs> place. But now he's looking like great value at, you know, around 550K. If he can keep stringing, like, like scores around the 60, 55 to 60 uh, together, that'll be, you know, fine for him to be a gun in the mid. So I think Lolo for value is probably, probably the best you're going to get. Max King... Yes, he's cheap, but you don't know if he's going to go back to, you know, playing off the bench or playing a reduced minute role. Just the fact that um, RFM's back in the team and TPJ, he could possibly come back in. He's named amongst the reserves. So there's players there and thereabouts that could take minutes off Max King. Yeah, fantastic. Um, next question is from friend of the show, Jacinta. So give me a surefire cheapie. I want savage quality for 220k, please. Well, hopefully he picked up Savage last week when he was 220. Now he's, I think he's around 280 this week. So there's no one at 220K that's value this week, unfortunately. Sorry, Jacinta. Um, just take a risk. You can take a that's risk fine. on, I think Avrilo is over 300, just over 300K. So he's still pretty cheap. And yeah, I mean, Savage is just under 300K. So he's still pretty cheap. You can take a punt on Mam as well, hoping that he'll hold his spot. But it's, you know, it's there's a risk there. And I still think Gamble's the better player for the Broncos squad just from an NRL point of view rather than a fantasy point of view um but yeah other than that there's no real surefire players that look like they're going to make cash fast at the moment that are cheap yeah fair enough and then following that um what do I do with Ben Trebojevic Ben Trebojevic oh there's so many cheapies that have come in for one week and then just gone the next for like Mm -hmm. four to five weeks um he's still out with an AC joint injury he's at an awkward price at 320k I'd I don't know how soon he is to come back. I think he's still two to three weeks off coming back. He can be held, I guess, but 
you're going to be down a player, so it might be might be worth a sideways trade to go to like an Avrilo, um or even a Savage if you can. So, yeah, yeah unfortunate for Ben Trebojevic. I think at the moment with Manly, uh, the side that they are at the moment, I think they're going to stick with Cooler and Harper as their centres until Brad Parker comes back anyway as well. So I don't know if Ben Trebojevic is going to come back through the centres. He might come back on the bench or something like that if he does get back into this squad. Okay, so next question. Is it worth going Talon May and Ewan Aitken to Dylan Brown and Reed Mahoney? Oh, definitely hold Aitken. He's a he's a keeper centre. Don't get rid of him. Talon May, he can be held as well. He's still a good uh, winger fullback. And, you know, the fact that he's dual position is great as well. If you can get Marnie in uh, another way, that's good. But Dylan Brown, he's very up and down. So I wouldn't be rushing to get Dylan Brown in at the price he's at. Um, but, you know, maybe look at Moses or Mahoney instead. Um, but, yeah, definitely don't be trading two keepers for, you know, those kinds of players. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, Liam asks, what happens with Blake Taft now and who are best possible buy options to trade in? Yeah, so Taft, he should have been offloaded weeks ago. You've kind of got to get rid of him now. He's he's going nowhere. Um, the fact that Nick Arima has taken the fullback spot at the Rabbitohs means that, you know, Taft's not getting back to this side anytime soon. Um, he's, you know, a sideways trade to an Avarillo or even, you know, a Savage like we've been talking about isn't too bad. Uh, yeah, but he's got to be offloaded sooner rather than later. If you want to take a bit of a punt on someone that's like a cheaper winger fullback that has a bit of upside potential, you know, Garrick's kind of on the up at the moment without Turbo there. He's scoring huge um, he's, you know, close to gun level at the moment, but yes, very expensive. If you're looking for cheaper, someone like Reese Walsh, he's now strung, um, you know, mid-30 scores together five weeks in a row and definitely should have been on for a 45-50 plus without missing so many tackles um, the way the Warriors played. So, yeah, there's some players there that have potential upside, but yeah, you've got to get rid of Taff as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, who should I try to get as a keeper? Cotter, Aitken or Manu? I'm going to say Aitken... I always will. This is a pro Aitken podcast. Yeah, Aitken is a tried and true centre keeper this year. Um, he will come down a bit over the next couple of weeks just because he had a rough week this week. Um, you know, his break-even is 60 this week, so probably another one or two weeks for that to even out. He'll be, you know, the low 600k mark uh, if you can wait that long. Otherwise, I'd be looking for probably Manu. I think Manu looks pretty good. Yes, he's playing fullback at the moment. Um, well, not this week because Teddy's back, but... He will go back to playing that when Teddy's in origin again and when he's in centers anyway, he still scores quite well. So Manu looks looks very good uh, looks a very good gun option. Yep, fantastic. So next question from Dane. Who to trade Stalin for? He only has twenty two K left though. Only has twenty two K left and needs a hooker for the same value as Starling. So unfortunately because Starling's, you know, break even was quite high and his score was so low, he lost fifty K, so You've got, what, just over 600k left to spend on a hooker? Um, with 600k on a hooker, look, it's very hard to get anyone good and consistent. If you want to get a consistent hooker, you really need to do a double trade to try to get someone, you know, like a Mahoney, like a Robson. Um, you could maybe risk it out with like a JMK or a, a Croker, but that's very, very risky. With hookers this year, I'd be trying to go premium or nothing else. So, you know, your Harry Grants, your Damian Cooks. Uh, even Ruben Cotter's been looking quite consistent, but, you know, there's some players that have been guns in the past, like your Mahoney's, like your Coruscant's, that you can go to at a pinch. So I'd probably be looking um, at, yeah, one of those players. But to do that, you're going to have to make a double trade. So, 
yeah, maybe look at a, a cheap it offload or someone that's you know peaked in price to to get rid of as well because I don't think I don't think there's any cheapy hookers that are you know coming through at the moment that are screaming you know must buy. So yeah, unfortunate there. Don't worry, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> Um, you've kind of gone into this one a little bit, but what are your thoughts on Avarelle moving back to fullback with Dufty out and Corey Allen in the center? Yeah, Corey Allen's not going to come in at fullback. They've tried that before. It's not going to happen again, I don't think, unless, you know, they have a couple of injuries and Dufty and um, Avarelle are out. I think Avarelle, as long as he keeps up playing like he did last week, he'll hold that fullback spot, but he still needs to string performances together to keep it. So... Avrilo, he's still quite young and he's still developing as a player. He's a pretty, he's a kind of jack of all trades in that back line. So he does have a lot of positions he can play from center to wing to fullback to 5'8", you know, whatever he's needed for. Um, so they're probably going to persist with him around this squad. I just think he's a bit inconsistent sometimes. So if he has a bit of an inconsistent game, a couple of games anyway, Dufty could come back into this team. So you've, you're kind of risking it on a Bulldogs player hitting form, which... Uh, this season doesn't seem like a good uh, good a horse risk. to put your money on. <laughs> yeah. Um, next question, bit of a roast on you. This one is your mate Peoples a sell now? Oh, I knew this was going to come up. He didn't even get named amongst the reserves, so I hate that so much. <laughs> I, yeah, gonna sell him. I think I'm gonna sell him uh, unless unless you use him as a loop for the next couple of weeks. He's probably yeah sell. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I agree. Already yeah. have sold. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a bit rough. He he should. I don't know why he's not in this squad. He should be amongst the reserves somewhere. But yeah, uh, if he, the fact that he wasn't named at all, with um, you know, likes of Jai Arrow and Cam Murray playing Origin, the fact that he would be coming in to play seems obvious to you know me and most people. But apparently yeah. not to not to, to everybody. Yeah, not to the no. coach. So, um, next question is Paul Turner a buy? Yeah. So. I don't like it, but there's a few few reasons I don't like it. So <laughs> he's 270K, so it looks good as a cheapie, but he won't be doing a lot of the kicking. He'll be just playing as a 5'8", and that still means, you know, he'll get a 20 or 30 um, point score. But how long will he stay in this team if the Titans keep losing is my next point. So, you know, they string a few games together where they, you know, don't play well or... They, they, you know, concede 40-plus points or whatever, which is definitely possible this week. The fact that they're, you know, coming up against um, the Bunnies um, just off origin is lucky because they'll have a lot of players out, but they could still perform. But they lose a couple of games and they lose badly. You know, Corey Thompson can go play fullback for them. Um, Philip Sammy can go play fullback for them. I don't see why they can't put another player at fullback and bring Brimson back into the halves. So, yes, he's an okay buy from a cash point of view, but he needs to play two to three games to start making you cash and if the titans go south still you're in trouble so i'd probably give him a week before i go near him yep fair enough um jack and max both ask is mike acevo a buy you've already kind of touched on this but maybe just a quick yeah i i like him i i think he is a bit of a buy but his price is probably averaging at around the 38 point mark so he needs to kind of string a few games together um but you know what mike acevo is like he'll not touch the ball a whole game and then he'll score a hat-trick the next week. So yeah. he's very up and down. Um, coming back from injury though, might be a bit slower to hit the ground running. But if you look at his New South Wales Cup games, he scored a hat-trick last week. So there's no reason why he can't come in and score another one. Yeah, fair enough. Um, another cheapies question. So James asks, is there any good cheapies this round apart from Savage? 
Uh, well, I think we've already touched on it. Avarillo looks okay as long as he holds the spot. There's, you know, Ezra Mam, but there's all there's risks around every single cheapie this week. Like, yeah. there's no obvious cheapie to go. I feel like they're all going to turn into traps and, you know, they're only going to play a week or two and then drop out. So yeah. I, I'm very hesitant to be trading for cheapies this week just because there's no long-term value in a lot of them. Um, but yeah, if you have to go for someone, there's a couple there that are less risky than others. Yep. Um, speaking of Ezra Mam as well, um, someone asks, is Cody Walker for Ezra Mam a good trade? Cody Walker to Ezra Mam. I think I'll be holding Cody Walker for now if I had him. Um, the fact that Latrell's coming back next week, it might mean that he gets a few more attacking stats. So for now, I think, yeah, just keep a hold of Cody Walker. I don't think there's a need to trade him at the moment. He's not worth a ton of cash either. So yeah, worth a fine hold. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Henry asks if he should trade Hastings for Moses. I mean, if you can do that, that's a good trade, yes. Um, Hastings isn't necessarily a must trade, but if you can upgrade him this week, yeah, he's a that's a good trade. He's still had a moon boot on, so I don't know how much kicking he'll do. He should still take the goal kicking this week, but yeah, it's a bit it's a bit hard to judge whether he's gonna you know pick up the kick meters and stuff again because his because of his foot injury. So he's just kind of carrying that at this point in time. Yep, fair enough. Austin asks options to replace Jaden Campbell. So. I think at fullback, there really isn't a ton of bad options. There's a lot of just risky options. Um, you know, there's like, like I've said already, Reese Walsh is there and thereabouts. If you don't have Nico Hines yet, obviously get him. Um, Garrick is the other one that looks really good and a bit of a pot option that you could go for. So I'd be definitely looking at Garrick as a bit of an option. Um, Tedesco, you know, coming back from origin, you, you're looking at going guns at this point in time. You're not going to be worrying about going for your your cheaper players, um, again, and hoping for a bit of cash. You really want to be trying to, you know, bed down your squad now and have your, have your guns for the rest of the rest of the season. So, um, you could wait a few weeks and go Pappenhausen even if he comes back as well. So there's a few, few guns there that you should be looking for. Yeah. Yep. So next question is best players under 780k in any position. I'm going to say we've spoken about the cheapies quite a bit, so maybe we'll go mid-range, 500k to 780. How are we feeling? Uh, okay, best players for each position. Righto. Um, so I'll, I'll think about pod players then. Clemmer still looks like a really good pod in the mids at the Knights, you know, making a lot of tackles and a lot of metres up the middle, and he's playing tons of minutes because Safidi's been injured. So, well, Daniel Safidi. Um, Clemmer's still looking very good. Um, but, 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 you know, Crichton also looks very good at the Roosters, you know, middle and edge dual position player, definitely one that has, you know, risen quite back up to his, you know, normal standard. Cause he was quite cheap. I think he was in the 600 mid 600 Ks at his lowest. So if you haven't got on him yet, he's also another good one. Um, Reed Marnie talked about him. He's a decent option, you know, strung a couple of good scores together at hooker. So he's also another good option. Uh, Moses also under 700k got a few good games coming up um, and you know he will be playing the round 17 buy so also a good buy in the halves um, if you can get Reynolds as well also another good buy and playing round 17 so there's a few halves there as well um, then if you go to like the centers and your winger fullbacks your Garrick at winger fullback also looks very good a bit pottish but also quite good is uh, Zach Lomax you know getting the goal kicking at the at the Dragons and has a couple of good games the same with the likes of you know Katoni Staggs and um, and Aitken and Burton and stuff like that very good centers so they're all players that you can be picking up at that kind of you know 600 to 800 or 780k mark that mm-hmm. you know are pretty good players yeah 
Fantastic. I think I got all the positions there, right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. I mean, they don't think they asked for each position, just in any position. So I think you've there done you go. All, positions. all positions covered. <laughs> um, and final question, and I think I'm going to take a bit of a punt at this one myself, um, is all Origin players look like they're playing in the app, but will they actually play? So this is very dependent on how Origin kind of pans out. Um, and a good way of keeping on top of that is by listening to our late mail podcast. <laughs> what a plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on Thursday, we record a late mail pod, um, not with me, unfortunately, um, but with Josh, who's um, our American correspondent. And so um, Daniel and him have a quick chat and they talk about everything. So this week will be a really big one for that because obviously if anything crazy happens in Origin, there'll be a lot of changes to the teams because at the moment it seems like it's going to be all business as usual, but it might change depending on what happens. Yeah, I think you're right. I think um, we'll, we'll basically on Thursday, we'll go through how Origin went. We'll look at who played big minutes and who had really big roles. You know, players that make a ton of tackles and do a lot of defensive work, they're generally the ones that'll be pulling up sore on the weekend and probably won't play big minutes. You know, the likes of Damian Cook, probably Ruben Cotter um, for the for the Queensland side, um, Cam Murray, you know, all your, your, your middle forwards generally have big minutes and make a lot of tackles. So, yeah, we'll be looking at all that and we'll go through the players that we probably think will, you know, play on the weekend or will be at rested and whatnot. Obviously, there'll probably be a couple of, you know, bumps and bruises and a few injuries as well. So we'll break that down for everyone on the weekend. Amazing. So if you don't normally listen to it, I definitely recommend tuning in this Thursday. Um, as always, make sure that you follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram. Um, that's where we update all of our information. There'll be Q&As on there as well. I'm pretty sure you do a Q&A for the Thursday pod as well. Yep, we will. And so, yeah, make sure that you follow us there. Um, always stuff to kind of do. And this is where we get all our questions every week from as well. So if you ever have wanted to ask us a question but didn't know how, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Pod. So thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. And make sure you tune in next Tuesday as well for our Round 15 episode. So thanks so much, guys, and we will see you next week. Hey guys, just uh, a little bit of a late mail just uh, that we forgot to mention during the podcast. Um, Ruben Cotter, actually his wife is due to give birth this weekend. So he's named to play Origin still, but most likely won't play this weekend with the birth of his first kids. So uh, yeah, one to keep in mind there. So probably don't be playing him this weekend. Cheers.